Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Pit Hoops fell to Wake Forest last night. Uh, a lot too, a little. I thought they had some good looks early on in the game. I also thought it was an inconsistently officiated game, particularly in the early going. But Pitt comes up short, and now they're in a precarious position, according to bracketologist Joe Lenardi. He is the most notable bracketologist. He's pretty good at what he does. I follow Bracket Matrix on Twitter. And so what that is, you go on bracketmatrix.com, easy for me to say, it takes all the bracketologists and averages out the seed line among all of them. It's a pretty good indicator of whether your team is going to make the NCAA tournament or not. And right now, Pitt's on the outside looking in. Joe Lenardi on the broadcast yesterday said, a must-win game for both teams to live and fight another day. So I guess we can we can narrow in on the game and then kind of go broad strokes here. But what did you guys see when watching that game last uh, night? I saw Wake Forest hit a bunch of shots. Yep. <laughs> hit a bunch of threes. And whenever you can't stop a team that's on fire like that, it's tough to come back. It's tough to get yourself back in the game or get a rhythm. A lot of fouls called early on Pitt. I think about three or four guys had two fouls within the first 10 minutes of the game. Uh, Blake Henson only had two points within the first uh, around like the 10-minute mark. Same with uh, Bub Carrington. Like we said, you know, a game in and game out, those guys aren't on, Pitt's going to struggle, and especially when they're in foul trouble. And, you know, the, you know, the the underneath and down low, they're just – if a team has a big man that can take control, Pitt is going to be in trouble. And especially whenever you have a big man that can take control and you can control underneath and you're shooting outside, it's just going to – it's going to look like exactly like we saw last night. So, I mean, the game as a whole – Pitt just wasn't on last night, and they have to be on every single game in order for them to stay in games and to win. They're not going to get much out of a win over North Carolina State, Florida State, Boston College, and Virginia Tech. They're just not. I really believe that now their season comes down to the Clemson game. If they lose the Clemson game, there is almost, I would say there's probably zero chance they're in the NCAA tournament. They beat Clemson, you get a quad one win on the road, and you win all the rest of your games. I don't know. I think I have a hard time believing that team that's 22 and 9 or whatever they what, what did we figure out? There? So they'd be 22 and 9 if they won out. They would be 22 and 9, 13 and 7 in the ACC. Right. And you're saying you'd think that that would be enough. I saw Chris I, Carter from the Post Gazette said he thinks that would be enough. It's going to depend on the strength of the bubble, but I will remind everyone that last year they were 21 and 10, a one game difference if they were to win out this year and 14 and 6 in the conference and they barely made it. Right. They made it by the skin of their teeth. So it, it would make a lot of sense to me if you're 13 and 7 in the ACC and you go 22 and 9 overall and you'd make the NCAA tournament. But I, I don't think if they even went out, they're a shoe in. No, I don't. I, they're definitely not a shoe in now. That's the thing. They really don't have any margin for error. They didn't have many mar- much of a margin for error early on when they were started, what, 1 and 5 or whatever they were. So, you know, last night, I don't, I don't necessarily think last night was an elimination. 
but it was a margin of error elimination. Like now, they have to win out. Yes, you have to win all your remaining games. And 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 and, and if you don't beat Clemson, yeah, I can't see how you're winning. I mean, I can't see how you're getting out of, you know, because then all of a sudden you take that potential for a big resume win off your off the table. The rest of your games are really not going to do much of of anything to help you. Right. there, You just can't lose them because that would only damage your resume. Those games are all damage control, whereas the Clemson game would be looked at as an opportunity. I keep refreshing the NCAA net rankings, which I don't know the rhyme or reason for when they post these things. Sometimes it'll be midnight when all games are done. Bang, the net rankings are out. Today, when I desperately want them, to see what happened to Pitt following that loss last night, there's no update. So we'll continue to effort updating that, and we'll see whether or not we get that answer before the end of the morning. They were 47th uh, in the net rankings before the game last night. <sighs> they lost the way that they were always going to lose if they were going to lose, though, didn't they? Yes. You go 9 for 33 from 3, 27%. That's not the recipe for success. And then I'm not going to say there was head hanging or anything like that, but you start missing those shots that you've so routinely, frankly, made. You're going to feel that on the defensive side. And Wake Forest is an excellent offensive basketball team. I think they were shooting darn near 50% from the field coming into this game. It was the perfect storm for a loss, but you can't have it now happen against Clemson. And can this be a rally the troops moment? I don't know. But now the pressure ratches it up. You mentioned the no the margin for error. You go into that. You got to beat Virginia Tech. But then you go into that Clemson game on the road. And there's so much pressure, which kind of turns things up in a way that they, it hasn't been turned up to this point for this team. Not this year. Last year, a little bit. I mean, there wasn't pressure, but there was pressure because you're kind of like sniffing it. And you're like, okay, we're kind of close. So, like, like we got to win these games. We got to figure out a way to get in. And they did. So, you know, a guy like Blake Henson, he is somewhat used to that. He has been in this situation before. Jeff Capel has been in this situation before. And you learn a lot about yourself and your team when you are in these situations. And if they figure out a way to win out, they figure out a way to beat Clemson, um, we say it's pretty damn good job with Jeff Capel and this team so far. And last night, I mean, you, you're going to – I mean, they, they got blown out. They lost. It is what it is. It's still a good job. If they figure out a way to do it down this stretch and to get in, it's an even uh, unbelievable job to get the guys and rally the troops to win these important games. Well, and you think about the way that they that they went down the stretch last year. They barely lost that Miami game on the road. Had they won it, they'd have been the ACC champion of the regular season. The pressure did get to them on the road against Notre Dame. Now, this isn't the same team at all. You've got Blake Henson. Uh, you've got the big guys. But really, it's a totally different roster construction. I'm not sure... Them coming up short in a couple of moments last year means that they would this year. Um, I do wonder what the margin for error, or excuse me, the margin of loss does to their net rank. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing about it is, last night I felt, for the first time in maybe a few weeks, it looked like a young team. Like the really team that... We kind of thought we, we kind of think they are as a young team that really don't know they just don't know how to respond when you know things aren't going well. If you think about some of their losses, it's been their inability really to respond and their inability to handle adversity. I thought last night, you know, the two guards, uh, you know, they did okay, but things weren't easy for them. Mm-hmm. And when you try and push through when things aren't easy. You know, that's an experience thing. I mean, and, and, and last night, it kind of stuff didn't fall early for him. And, you know, Wake Forest, you know, the the, the one dude was just yeah. flying, on, you know, throwing darts. All that stuff was going against them. And I just felt like they just never really responded yeah, to it. Yeah, snowball started it just, going. Yeah, and, and, then, and then it just ran downhill. And all of a sudden, I'm look, I looked up. At one point, I looked up. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like almost down 30 here. What is going on? Frustration started to set in early. Mm-hmm. Whenever frustration sets in early, uh, it's hard to it's hard to to come back against a team that is it's it lights out. But then whenever there's frustration early, you got to overcome multiple op- obstacles just to get into the game to stop and to slow down a team that is hot. So like they had the frustrations early. You could see Blake Hinson was upset. He was talking to the refs. Well, it was a bad whistle early too. I thought it, it was, but you can't worry. About no, it. you got to power through that. You know, Mike Sullivan always used to say, "Just play." Yeah. Uh, they that that would be a critique for me for last night is they did let too much of that seemingly get into their heads. Now, looking at what Lenardi posted following the games, Pitt was next four out going into the game, and they were second from that cut line. Now they're the last team in last four out. So they only they only dropped one spot. And Wake Forest, by winning that game, oddly, only moved up one spot. Now, we'll see what happens over the course of the weekend and more games need to be played. And again, the net rankings haven't even been updated, which is going to have a big say in all of that. Uh, I have a hard time leaving out a team that's 13-7 and seven in conference and 22-9 and nine overall, but I keep coming back to last year. I, I thought it was bizarre that last season that they had to play in Dayton. Uh-huh. When, when they were a shot away against Miami... Uh-huh. Or a win on the road against Notre Dame, hitting free throws, frankly, in that game, away from winning the conference. I mean, if they had won the conference in the regular season, yeah. 
were they really were they really going to be that close to the cut line? And so, Paul, I agree with you. Like common sense would say, twenty two and nine, thirteen and seven gets you in. I can't say I'm sure about that. Well, it just depends on how weak that bubble is. Here's the other part of that. Jeff Capel, I understand he was, you know, trying to make sure he saved his job and he did a good job, but now he's got to try and bump up the non-conference schedule a little bit so that he's not in this position where he has a chance to win 12 or 13 ACC games and miss the tournament. That should never happen. Um, So he's going to have to do a better job non-conference. Now, again, I understand when you're facing, hey, listen, if I don't win this year, I'm getting fired. You better believe I'm going to dial up, you know, every single uh, horrible team I can find to make sure I get those 12 or 13 non-conference wins. And then it's like, okay, if I only get, I only need seven or eight. And then I'm at 20, 21 wins, right? So my point is I understand why these last few years he really dialed back on the non-conference schedule. But I hate to be the one to say it. He should, first call he should make is to Keith Danbrot. Hug out. Figure it out. Hey, you know what? We need to figure this out so they can get that game back on his non Yeah, a neutral site with a hundred hundred like, net ranking team. Yeah, it's not a bad win. And there's three or four of those kind of games he's got to bring back. See, I think the bigger issue this year isn't even necessarily the the scheduling. It's that and this is this to me isn't anybody's fault. They're young. And so they didn't play their best basketball early. They play Florida in that tournament, right? Yeah. That would have been a quality win. Didn't happen. If they played Florida now, flip a coin. Yeah. Florida's a tournament team right now. Pitt's right there on the cusp. You play that game again in a neutral site, maybe Pitt wins that game. You play Missouri again, maybe Pitt wins that game. Right? You had opportunities in the non-conference to get two quality wins there. You and just it, weren't it, developed yet. Right. And if you had beat Florida, I forget who they would have played after that, but so they, they play Oregon State, which is a bad basketball team. They would have played then a better opponent. And so if they would have been better early, then I think their resume would actually look better right now. And that's nobody's fault. That's just the reality of the situation when you're a team in development. But that's a problem that I have with this thing too, is that they, that they weigh supposedly every game the same amount and they don't really afford you the opportunity to get better. Yeah. Like, it, it, they don't really factor it. How's my team playing right now? How's Blake Hinson playing right now? And that, to me, is a massive flaw. I don't think every game is created equal. I think the end of the season should probably be weighted more, and uh, I think the conference tournament should be weighted more, and they don't seemingly uh, look at that at all. Our friend Mike DeCourcy will tell you there's no correlation. We've, you know, we've done all these studies. There's no correlation between teams that play better on the final 10 games Versus, you know, the front first 10 games, there's no correlation. Every game, I completely agree with you. You can't tell me that it's not different now. Well, you know what I mean? And, and okay, so I'm sure he's done his research. Let's say there's no correlation. Just because there's not more success in the NCAA tournament doesn't mean that the team wasn't deserving of making the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. If being hot doesn't mean that you advance, who cares? It's about whether you deserve to qualify or not. The, not what you're going to get thinking, done when you the get thi- there. Well, the thinking is every team has gotten better. So this is because Pitt's better now than they were back then. Well, so is everybody else. Well, I'll tell you who's not is Wisconsin. It's leaking oil, but they're going to make it. They're an absolute shoe in to make it. And I would pick Pitt to have more of a run than Wisconsin right now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.